Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Change is constant, and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security. With an SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you get the best of both worlds. A scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866-541-5000. Blackfoot, connect to more. and culture nuances. And just like that, Monday Night Football has begun. Things have kicked off at MetLife Stadium between the Steelers and the New York Giants and the first play from scrimmage, Daniel Jones, slant route to Sterling Shepard for 14 yards and we're off and running in the Big Apple. It's 2 Tell and Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. How deep. Good to be with you on this very fine Monday afternoon. Hope you are well. Hope you are masked up for the fire's sake. Man, what a thing this smoke is, huh? What a Uh, thing this world is. Wow, that's also a fact. If we didn't have the internet, I think that we would think that this was the end. If uh, I think we think it's the end because we have the internet. so I don't know how many people really do think this is the end. We I live in a community full of, uh, actually, in fact, mostly rational people. Yeah, it's one of the rarest parts about living in Missoula. Then I get on Twitter, I'm like, I, I, I don't, I can't yeah. even do it. I can't even do it. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say something bad. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, go check it out on the podcast. The Two Tell Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to it anytime you'd like. Rate, review, subscribe. Let that come into you. Uh, on your uh, leisure and we appreciate that the podcast is available thanks to our friends at blackfoot communications again if you want to call 361-3688 is the phone number 361-3688 you can text that number as well give us your best and worst of the nfl weekend what did you like what did you not like uh nfl style 361-3688 all guests join us via the rage brothers rv phone line culture monday night football uh has begun and the steelers and giants are 
uh, two teams that I think are, are pretty intriguing. Obviously, the Steelers and Giants are always going to carry sort of an, an inordinate amount of the uh, of sort of the media focus because of the cities they play in as well, I guess, for New York, the city and because of just the franchises they are, the stalwart that they've been as franchises over the history of the league. They also come into this season to me as two of the most intriguing teams because the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, they finally got back to what they do. I know that you have, have talked a lot about how the Steelers were the Iron Curtain for three or four decades, and then they decided that they were just going to go Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, just try and light it up you know, for, for 40 points a game or whatever. It was like, who's got the best front seven in the NFL? Okay, the Steelers are on the list from the 70s through the 90s yeah. all the way into the 2000s. And... Uh, you know, the game has changed, okay, I get all that, but they are back in terms of, of what we think that this defense can be and T.J. Watt and all that. This is this is a great, great defense. Last year, they were just just simply miserable without Ben Roethlisberger on offense. They, You know, he goes down and they just had nothing. They got some, you know, talented players, James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, and just no production offensively to speak of. So my question for you is, what does Ben Roethlisberger need to be in order for the Steelers to contend with the Baltimore Ravens in the NFC in the AFC North, or can they? Well, if if you say if you if you cut what you just asked me short before saying with the Baltimore Ravens, all Ben Roethlisberger needs to do is be above average. He does not need to be a elite top six type quarterback. I think if he's more like in the top twelve range, the the Pittsburgh Steelers can't compete. What does he need to do for them to compete with the Baltimore Ravens? Well, it's, their divi- it's the division, yeah, well, right? Right. I, I think the Steelers are are a, a a really they're flush in the mix for a playoff spot. I don't think that anybody's challenging the Ravens for that division. I think the Ravens are going to roll through the the regular season again. It's just a matter of can they figure out a game plan in a one game scenario to, to win a to win in the playoffs because yeah. they've they've hit this wall two years in a row now with Lamar Jackson, but their formula is is tremendous and they have right now the best thing going in football in Lamar Jackson with the exception of Patrick Mahomes and so uh, I or think, maybe even not I mean Patrick, maybe even not right Patrick Mahomes you know is I mean I guess if you want to talk about you know the traditional standard of what a quarterback is and that is basically the how good are you as a thrower of the football your ability to read the defense and move your team down the field Patrick Mahomes is the best but if you're talking to me about this dude, you got to watch play the game. Oh. So Lamar Jackson, Jackson Jackson's lighting it, lighting it, it dude. Yeah. He still continues to light it. Here's the thing, though. You mentioned James Conner, great story. Juju Smith Schuster, emerging star. Deontay Johnson, I think he could be a. a, 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 a my brother, I thought nailed. They said poor man's Demarius Thomas. I think that's pretty good. I think, and if he is that, pretty good. They're good on the offensive line, and they could be great if David DeCastro comes back fully healthy. And then defensively. You mentioned Cameron Hayward, Stephen Tuitt, uh, T.J. Watt. That's a great defensive line. But they've also done such a good job drafting as well. Devin Bush is one of the best linebackers in the draft. Mm. They had they plug him in at the inside linebacker spot. He's that prototype 3-4 inside linebacker you're looking for in today's game. He can come downhill and smack you, but he can also, if he gets isolated in the flat with a running back, it's not game over. He he. Keep, I mean, it's the running back's always going to have an advantage in that scenario, but he's not just dead meat. But then you had a guy like Terrell Edmonds, who I think was awesome coming out of college. And then you had Minka Fitzpatrick, who I thought was the best defensive player in the draft a couple years back. 
And now all of a sudden you're right. They're flush defensively, and, and I think that that gives them a lot of leeway because they do have a good offensive line, depth at running back. This all, to me, comes down to staying healthy, redefining themselves, because I do think that the team that got eaten alive by internal drama and internal selfishness more than any other team of the last five years is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. How did the Pittsburgh Steelers never win more than 10 games when they had the core of Big Ben, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and I, I guess the, the last year when he emerged uh, as a breakout guy, Juju Smith-Schuster, I mean, that's that's a an elite, best of the league level group. Level yeah. of, yeah. And I, I know that they had some injuries. I mean, I think the Ryan Shazier thing rocked the – the Ryan Shazier injury rocked the organization at its mm-hmm. core. But that said, they still did have guys like Cameron Hayward. They still did have good personnel defensively. I really think that the Antonio Brown Facebook Live videos – the Le'Veon Bell contract holdouts, the Ben Roethlisberger, you know, never showing up in shape and always moping around. It was just bad news, and I think if they can redefine themselves now, Roethlisberger, he needs to have a, a, something to do ignite him, and I think this this should be it. And if it's not it, then I don't think that he's he should be in their future plans. But this is a chance for him to redefine himself. I expect Mike Tomlin to have this thing locked down and them to go back to playing Steelers football. I've never been a huge Steelers fan, but I have mad respect for what they do as an organization. And I think they just need to return to what has made them among the most steady franchises in the history of the league. The Giants made it to about midfield, had to punt. The punt was muffed, and the Giants recovered at the two and have not gained a yard as fourth and goal. Circa 2009, let's say. Or just, just say a decade ago. If I would have ever told you you had a Pittsburgh Steelers team somehow fighting for the number two spot in their division with the Bengals and Browns, and you had a New York Giants team coming off of multiple deplorable, embarrassing seasons, would you have believed me? Well, I would on the first, because you say with the Bengals and Browns, I'm not... They're they're it's they're fighting with the Ravens to be number one and number two, but they're clearly number well, two. Let, let's I, I guess let's rephrase it. Because you ever thought that the stability, the institutional stability that the Steelers, no. I mean, they were one A and one B mm-hmm. in terms of from the owner to the coach to the personnel to the what the identity of the team is, what they're all about. That there was no real scenario for either of these teams to be like four and five win teams, yeah. and they've somehow dipped to that point. It just shows you how cyclical things are in the NFL. Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Okay, the second game tonight, Coulter, and this is a big game for a lot of folks in our area. It's the it Denver Broncos getting their season underway, and uh, they take on the Tennessee Titans. I am I am so interested to watch both of these teams go. So am I. I thought that... Uh, Anybody that tells you that they had the Tennessee Titans in the AFC Championship a year ago going into the season is lying to you. Okay? With Tennessee Titans, with losing Marcus Mariota. Right. Well, not even losing, just straight replacing. Right? Well, I mean, let's make no mistake. Mariota's fall from grace has a multitude of factors, but almost all of them are centered upon his health. This neck injury has completely robbed him of his confidence. Okay. All I'm saying is they they were they were obviously much better with Ryan Tannehill. Their defense, though, really, I mean, was completely underrated. And obviously, what Derrick Henry became with the offensive line, what they were, was uh, was remarkable. Now they come into a season where they have expectations, and I think they're a very good football team. 
How good are they actually? I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's it it obviously remains to be seen. I think this is a team that is going to be good again. Here's the the irony to me about the Tennessee Titans. I think they're going to be better than they were last year and not make it as far as they made it last year. Sure. For the Denver Broncos, though, it's all about this new young offense, right? I mean, I think the loss of Von Miller is obviously a devastating loss. He's one of the best defensive players in the game, and they, you know, they already lost Derek Wolf, as you talked about in in the off season, and so they have some guys uh, that that they're very excited about defensively. But to have the dude who you know is the game changing level player like Von Miller just go down on a on a last play of the practice is just hard to swallow. That said, with Drew Locke as you know their quarterback, they get Jerry Judy in the draft. They have Noah Font coming into his. Is it Font or Fant? It's Font, font right? Font. Yeah, no Font uh, coming into his second year. Uh, there's there's they they bring in Melvin Gordon to pair with Philip Lindsay as as a as a running back tandem. I think there's a lot of you know optimism. I guess, surrounding this team. That said, that optimism can only be expressed as potential, right? I mean, they, they're not going to come out week one, week two, and just light it up and be the best in the league, right? I mean, there's going to be growing pains in Denver, isn't there? I think they have more to prove on offense than any team in the NFL. Really? Because they have, because they have so many guys that could be good and not one that I believe actually is yet. I think they all could be. But no one can you say this is a surefire. You know what you're getting with some dudes. Well, like you know, certain players are gonna be at least pretty good, if not amazing. There's, I think, there's I mean, no guarantee. If you're that, talking about rookies, I think we can say that about Jerry Judy. I mean, I think you can confidently. What sort of, say, produ- what sort of production can you actually get out of a rookie receiver? There's been very few rookie receivers that actually made a but, huge, enormous impact. Usually a 40-catch, 600-yard year is like a great year okay, for a rookie receiver. So if you want to do that, that's fine. But all I'm saying is they don't, I don't think they have anything to prove. I think this is one of the teams that has one of the least amount to prove because they're all children but by they, NFL standards. What do you standards. mean? They've none, none of them proven a thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, you want people who have come in and, like, Kirk Cousins has something to prove that he's actually good at playing foot playing play NFL caliber quarterback. He's not. That's exactly my point. There's nothing to prove. It's proven. He sucks. <laughs> Tom Brady. He got something to prove with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because there's I I understand there's a level of belief or maybe expectation. I think optimism is the right word about the Denver Broncos. Sure. But if they came out and were mediocre on offense, that's going to kill them. No. I mean it will kill they it's, won't be good as a football it's team. It's going to kill them psycho- psychologically no, too no, no, because no, no. they have so much hype. No, they, I don't think they have that much hype. That's my mm. point. Like in Denver, they do, but every team in every city has that. Nationally, I think there's people who think, "Hey, this is a collection of talent," and also they've never played together. And also, Drew Locke's played like five games in the NFL, so I don't think that there is this. You know, this is the year you got to come out and take that next step. I think you still are playing sort of with house money in terms of they could go out, score seven points tonight, get blown out thirty to seven, and people wouldn't be like, "Well, this is this is a tremendous failure." Even though when it happens in Cleveland, everybody goes. Clean it up. Get them out of here. That was a different story yesterday, though, because I thought that the Browns looked like the least inspired team in the entire league yesterday. It wasn't just that they got beat 38-6. to 6. 
They no they, show. They're already no show. They're already pouting. Yep. Baker just Baker Mayfield's just sucking. I mean, he's just doing nothing to to galvanize his team. Odell Beckham's crying. Like it was just embarrassment. It was yep. an abomination. Yeah. It was all the bad things that could come with being a hyped team like they have been the last couple of years that then just explodes into this massive public failure. <laughs> the yes. the the Broncos though, I think that here's my take on tonight's game. Yeah, I don't, and I, I totally agree with your take that I think that these guys do have potential. They could be good. I don't know if they will be. I'm a, I'm a big believer in prove it to me. If they all, I mean, if Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, Philip Lindsay, Deshaun Hamilton, these guys do round into form, no thought, then all of a sudden, I do believe. I, I think they have a lot of talent, no doubt. They've done a good job drafting on offense. But here's my take on tonight's game. There's a select. There's all sorts of guys that you could consider elite players, franchise style players, guys that if you lose them from a personnel standpoint, it kills you. There's only a handful or maybe two handfuls of guys in the league that are true alpha dog, superhero type captains. Guys like Calais Campbell, Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt. When those guys go down like Von Miller did, that is the most devastating psychological thing that can happen to your team. How do you rebound? I mean, there's guys that are just straight different. Von Miller is just different than mm-hmm. other guys in the league. He, not only is he one of the most talented players the league has seen in the last 10 or 15 years, he's also one of the most tireless workers, one of the greatest representatives and ambassadors for his franchise. He's an unbelievable person in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. And so to lose him, I mean, he, he is a person. What's he, farming chickens, right? Doesn't he have like a chicken ranch and he's out there doing his thing and being just, just an awesome I mean, dude? He is absolutely the face of his franchise. He's absolutely one of the faces of the NFL. I mean, if you were to just do a man-on-the-street straw poll, what non-quarterback is more recognizable and more respected amongst NFL fans than Von Miller. It's Von Miller and J.J. Watt as far as guys that are straight-up household-type names. I think that those guys are even more famous than Aaron Donald, even though Aaron Donald probably has more clout mm-hmm. just because of a variety of yeah, different... I mean, there's a couple. I mean, you might say Le'Veon Bell just for what he's done. But I'm talking about... Julio okay, okay, Jones, some, sure. of the, some, of, some of the fantasy point-scoring but, but guys. But defensive guys, man, like yeah. Von yeah. Miller is... No, he's... he's He's it. He's Think about a- how much more recognizable and respected Von Miller is even than Khalil Mack, even though they're not that mm-hmm. much different of players mm-hmm. in terms of their production. No doubt. And I think that that just kills you psychologically, especially when, if you are this young offense, you just have more confidence to just let it rip when you know that this dude's got your back and now he does it. I just, I saw it happen. I, I'm not comparing Von Miller to Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater because it's not even the same conversation in terms of level of talent. But when you, this, these non-contact, when they say it's a quote-unquote freak-type non-contact injury that costs a guy a season, it's so weird for your team because yeah. you just saw your superhero not even getting hit, and he's done. He's yeah. done for the year. And I, I just think it's so unfortunate. It made me sad when I heard Von Miller Super sad, heard, yeah. Because he's, he's such an important part of the NFL in general. He is, and I, I completely agree with you that there's a major psychological hurdle now that has to be overcome. The, the ironic thing is, I think their youth actually helps them. You know, they haven't been on the team four or five years where they've just had this guy carrying them the whole the whole way through. They, you know, they're playing, in the case of Jerry Judy, his first ever NFL game today. Font's been there the whole year. And even though Locke was on the team, he only, again, he only played like, I think, four or five football games. So there is... There's a level of, hey, let's own this, let's embrace this, and let's take on this challenge together. I am not sitting here telling you that I think the Denver Broncos are going to be, you know, are going to compete with the Chiefs in the AFC West. 
Okay, but what I am saying is I think there's good reason for optimism. I know they can't prove it to you. They have to prove it to me, too. But you can't because you haven't even played a football game yet. I mean, it only happens when you actually get out there and go. But what I'm saying is I look at the collection of talent and I think there is good reason to think, well, they have a better chance than a lot of teams in the NBA in the NFL to sort of uh, 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 close a potential gap into you know, realizing the the level of talent that they have on that team, and it's both running and passing. So it hinges on Drew Locke. He's a completely unproven commodity, but he is a commodity. So I'm into it. I can't wait to watch this Denver team play tonight. Two points, I know we got to get out. Yeah. One, uh, the injury update from the San Francisco 49ers, George Kittle, sprained knee is what they're calling it. I always am just so hesitant when a guy hyperextends his knee like that and they call it a sprain. I'm not trying to give you a doomsday scenario. If you hyperextend your knee like that, you're hurt, period. Sprain is just the way that you can get away with not having to put a guy on IR or all of a sudden. I mean, you know, you can you can say four to eight weeks and just see how it kind of plays out, but it seems as if George Kittle will be out at least for a game or two. Not great news for the 49ers. Second of all, I'm always touting the big boys up front, and I think that there's yes, I think are. there's some guys that don't get enough credit. If you were to ask me who I think is my top five most underrated players in the NFL, I think one guy that would be towards the top of the list, if not at the top of the list, is Jarrell Casey. I think Jarrell Casey is one of the, the great interior defensive linemen in the league. He can play three-tech. He can play nose. He can play the five-eye. He can play strong end in a three-four scheme. One of the most underrated – Transactions in the offseason was Jarrell Casey leaving the Tennessee Titans mm. and going to the Denver Broncos. Yep. Jarrell Casey, if you know anything about him or you know anything about his personality, he's a take-no-prisoners take no guy. And I absolutely guarantee you that Taylor Lewan, who's one of the best left tackles in the league for the Tennessee Titans, and Jarrell Casey have been battling in practice for quite some time, and now they get a battle in a game. So there's a matchup within the matchup. That's the thing that drives me crazy about the national publicity for these type of games. They're hardly going to highlight that matchup, but that within the game is going to be one of the most fun things to watch is those two ex-teammates going at each other because you know Jarrell Casey's going to want to get some after Tennessee did not go try to re-sign him, even though he's been on the NFL Top 100 players list three out of the last four years. Yeah. Uh, it's 2 tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, 3 nothing the score. The Giants ahead of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Giants have just punted on what is sort of quasi their third possession after a muff punt. Uh, and so uh, the uh, Steelers will take over the ball at their own 20-yard line for their second drive. They were three and out on the first one. There is your MNF update. Quick break on the other side. NBA basketball, what changed for the Denver Nuggets? How did they win two straight against the great and mighty L.A. Clippers to force a game seven tomorrow? We'll break that down. Right after this, hey, Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. One thing you want to do is get outside. I know it's a little smoky out right now. You can maybe get out to some higher elevations, find some cleaner air, and Kurtz has the vehicles to get you there. Okay, Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes cruise around wherever you need to go, wherever you want to be, and get you out there in the wild. Also, you got work to do. You want to go scout your next hunting location. Maybe you got a group of family, friends that you want to take out just for a cruise to see the world up close and personal off the beaten path. Get the Kurtz side-by-sides. Rangers, Razors, Generals, they have all the side-by-sides, the four-wheelers to get all the work done you need. They have all the accessories, clothing, apparel. 
keep yourself safe, keep yourself warm, keep yourself looking good at Curse Polaris, online at CursePolaris.com. Of course, you can get the pontoon boats as well. Have yourself a wonderful leisurely time on any body of water anywhere with Crest Pontoon Boats. Online, CursePolaris.com, Curse Polaris, 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and Highway 83 in Sealy. Change is constant, and nowhere is this more true than with your company's network and network security. With an SD-WAN solution from Blackfoot Communications, you get the best of both worlds. A scalable network to quickly connect remote offices and the protection from downtime that ensures your network is always on. For more information, visit blackfootbusiness.com or call 866-541-5000. Blackfoot. Connect to more. Two Tell Nuanas, 1290 SBN Radio, SWX Montana, across the great state, 406. Good to be with you. Uh, if you would like to listen to the show live, go to the World Wide Web, 1290SPN.com. You listen to the stream there all the time, anytime. Stream is available thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Uh, Coulter, it is remarkable to me that the NBA has by everybody's account, sort of operated within the scope of this pandemic and everything that's gone along with it better than any of the other leagues have. They've sort of executed, you know, really, really well and have this great product and it looks great and they got the virtual fans in there and they got, you know, the sort of the environment, I guess is for lack of a better way to say it. And it's 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 great. And they've had some unbelievably compelling series. I mean, Nuggets Jazz goes seven. Celtics Raptors goes seven. You got LeBron James doing his thing. You got the Clippers here going into a, now a game seven with Denver. And, and, and yet the NFL starts. It just completely overwhelms the NBA, doesn't it? Now, maybe it's maybe it's we're here in Montana. You know, no. we're kind of more football here than basketball. But no. it's unbelievable that it just gets swallowed up in the monster that is the National football league well here's the thing also it's never happened before sports these games are going on at the same time sports has become pop culture to a certain extent there are some guys in the nba right now that are pop culture stars as well as nba stars yet still professional sports as big as they've become in america are still niche compared to what the common american views except one sport the NFL. The only sport that's getting the viewership that The Voice is getting, that American Idol is getting, that Dancing with the Stars is getting, is the NFL. There's not 40 million people watching any NBA game ever. I guarantee you that 40 million Americans watched some portion of an NFL game yesterday. Do those shows point. rate? Absolutely. The Voice? Oh, yeah, man. Network TV, man? They they blow the ratings of everything besides football out of the water. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to take a look. I By the way, I do agree. I'm not saying that's not true. Just, all, all I'm saying is like sports fans, big sports fans watch the mm-hmm. NBA, but still think of all the big sports fans, people you know that you consider big sports fans. Of those, what percentage are NBA fans? Yeah, no, I mean it's it's right? a very, it's a very fair point. I mean, how, you I would what would you say? Let's say you know 50 big sports fans, like you know that you're personal friends with. Right? Sure. How many of those people 
like the NBA. Yeah. Me and your brother, my brother, you. Yeah, it's it's not sample. It's not huge. That's it. I do think that there. <laughs> Throw one in at the end. Yeah, sorry. But there, well, there, I mean, sample would text me if you I, know. Yeah. He, Here's the thing, though. Again, I just think I think a little bit of it is, is, is time and place, but the the reality of it is is you're right. Uh, and sports in general is, I mean, I guess it is kind of niche. I think it's a huge niche, but it is like it's a huge niche. But still, they they still say, but the it only, is it is. They niche. still say the only about fifteen percent of the American public can be considered passionate, like daily sports sure, fans. Sure, I absolutely, but also. There's so Find more, me a broader swath. You know what I mean? No, that's what makes sports so cool. Exactly. That's what makes sports so cool because it's like Bomani Jones said. I don't want to get into the political element of it or the ripping of Jerry Jones to shreds that Bomani Jones did last week. If you're into that kind of stuff, go find it. It was classic. It was accurate. It was amazing. But the one part I will quote is Bomani Jones said, if you want to actually see America, you want to see what America is, the United States is as a whole, go walk around the tailgates in the parking lot at Cowboys Stadium. Mm. It's not in the stadium. It's nowhere in the stadiums in all of the NFL. If you want to see America, truly the United States, the f- fabric of what makes up our country from a diversity standpoint, from uh, a cultural standpoint, from you know the meshing of cultures, go to Where? the parking lot in Cowboys Stadium because Dallas, as we know, is one of the great melting pots in America. You know, Dallas might be the one place where I'd prefer to go to the tailgate than the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have you ever been in that stadium? No, I've never been. It's I, hard to even. I would. I think I've never been to a game there. I've been in it just to walk around. I think yeah. it would be hard to even pay attention to a game there because yeah. it's so distracting. Uh, I I find stuck it hard in the Hall to of pay Fame for like an hour. To I would find it hard to pay attention to the game while I was elbow deep in barbecue. I mean, Texas barbecue now. Well, and there's a there's a few eating options at uh, Dallas uh, at Cowboy Stadium. One would you're not one just would you're not pass. just getting the super pretzel and the the yellow cheese nachos. Yeah, probably not. Uh, can we talk just a little bit of NBA for a brief uh, moment? Yeah, let's though? do it. Let's do it. I don't want to break down this stuff. You know what happened? Two magnificent wins by Dallas. One, what was a one eleven ninety eight? I think last night uh, to uh, to get the victory and move to a game seven. P- rate this for me. The chances that the Nuggets pull the upset and move on in a one, uh, you know, win or go home scenario in a game seven tomorrow. I mean, I think this is really, it really comes down to one thing. The, you know, what you're going to get from Nikola Jokic. You know, what you're going to get from Kawhi Leonard. The reason the Nuggets outlasted the Jazz in that seven game series, which was a, a great series great in the series. first round of the playoffs, was Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray carried the way. Well, then he put the Clippers and their their entire group of just rabid defenders on high alert. And, I mean, Jamal Murray, the, his facial expressions and stuff, the first couple of games of this series, it looked like he was about to cry because mm-hmm. they were denying him the ball so bad. They were yeah. knocking him off the spot. Oh, Patrick Beverly's finally out of the game. Oh, great. I got six foot nine Paul George on me. Oh, he's finally out of the game. Oh, I have the best defensive player in the league in Kawhi Leonard in my shorts. Jamal Murray couldn't get anywhere. He, they were knocking him off the spot. He looked totally uncomfortable, and he was terrible. He, he couldn't get anything going. Well, then what happened in game five? He scores 36 points. That's the key. They, yeah. they win. What happens in game six? They held him They held him a little bit in check, considering what he's done in the playoffs, to 26 points, but that opened it up for Jokic. Jokic hits four threes. He scores 36, and now all of a sudden, we got ourselves a game seven. It, it just it comes down to can Jamal Murray operate or not. That's why the Clippers are such a, a devious and such a dangerous team in seven-game series because 
if it really comes down to this, and it really comes down to can Jamal Murray propel you into the Western Conference Finals or not, I'm taking Kawhi Leonard eight days a week yeah. in that scenario. Kawhi no. Leonard just has he has an extra fuel tank that he can go to. When it comes down to elimination games, I really think that he's the best player in the NBA. Uh, here's my last question for you on this. How important is it to the NBA, particularly in light of the conversation we just had about, you know, the 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 uh, uh, the size of the net, for lack of a better way to put it, that the NBA cast, which is significant but not nearly as big as the NFL, talking about fans. How important is it to the NBA that it's Clippers Lakers in the Western Conference Finals? Well, <laughs> anyway, listen to the show consistently knows that. My go-to NBA guys are Bill Simmons and Ryan Russillo. The fact that they're reunited and actually in the same company now, working at the Ringer, it makes me happy because I just I, I if you're going to be a commentating type person like those guys are, if you don't have credible sources, it just falls flat for me. And those two guys have so many sources because they've been around the league for so long. Mm-hmm. They really can call any owner or any GM in the league and have an off-the-record conversation that then they are trusted with to spin a narrative that is factual without throwing anybody under the bus. So I believe so much of what those guys say and report and commentate on. But I thought that Simmons nailed it. He said, everybody in L.A. once the Clippers emerged from the just prehistoric era of Donald Sterling and just all the terribleness that went with that. And they have a new owner and they finally start trying. They trade for Chris Ball, Lob City. You know, it, it didn't fulfill expectations, but it got them right it there. It was a million times better than what they'd done I mean, for three decades. They were making it to the playoffs instead of winning 20 games yes. and just not trying at all. <laughs> I mean, they're just paying rent to play, to play on the Lakers off night. That was it. But when that started to turn, the city of L.A., what happens when it's Lakers-Clippers? What happens when it's Lakers-Clippers? And then, ironically, the Lakers sucked for the first time ever and didn't make the playoffs for yeah, five years. Yeah. But like Simmons said, this was going to be the year that everybody was so excited because it was going to be L.A., L.A. The city was going to be on fire. Then you add in Kobe Bryant's death. It's this battle for L.A., and now it doesn't get to be in L.A. It's still cool because you're gonna, still going to have all of the, the viewers. I mean, the viewership's going to be at an all-time high rate because you have the second largest city in America. Tune it into this thing if it is, in fact, Clippers-Lakers. But And you don't want to say it's unfortunate for the city of L.A. because it's not like robbing it from Milwaukee, right? Right. Like, Milwaukee needs that Bucks series in Milwaukee. There's 20 million people in L.A. They don't care for the Lakers <laughs> or the Clippers. But it, 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 it would have been really cool from an exposure standpoint because it would have put the NBA under either even an even brighter spotlight. It's Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Let's take a quick break. On the other side, we will break down for you. Not break down for you, but update you, rather, on Monday Night Football, quarter one in the books. It is a barn burner at MetLife Stadium. Just just you wait. We'll get to that right after this. Have you tried live from Trail West Bank? Think ATM with a personal touch. A friendly team member on video will help you bank your way. See how live can make your busy life a little bit easier. Make deposits, withdrawals, transfers, and more no matter where you are in Missoula or western Montana. There is a Trail West Bank near you. Go give live a try today. See how much more easy it can make your banking life. 
for unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. A game that was boring just got guts. Two Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Rolling down on a Monday evening. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you got your mouth covered to keep, uh, you know, your teeth clear of ash. You got your remedies for this? There is no remedy. I, I, I have been, I'm telling you, man, like this, you, you can talk to me about heat. You know, I hate the heat. You talk to me about the, the winter. I'm in, I'm a little better in the cold, but nobody likes being cold. I get all that. The mud of the spring, whatever. You, you find a lot of ways for me to be not happy. This is about, this is the one moment where I'm like, man, maybe I should go check out Kansas for a little while. See what's going on. We had a former coworker that uh, she used to always tell us that her goal in life was to reach the point where she could work 11 months a year while living in Missoula so she could leave in August in, in because she could not <laughs> leave handle smoke season. smoke. That's exactly right. Uh, hey, if you missed anything in the show, check it out on the podcast, the 2 Tell and Wanda's podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen anytime you would like. Rate, review, subscribe. Check out the podcast. Thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Also, want to remind everybody, Check out the Grizz Great Silver Anniversary of the 1995 National Champions. It's out now. Mick Dennehy, our uh, most recent episode, episode three is out. You got Mick Holine and uh, uh, Andy Larson as well. So you can go check those out. We're going to be releasing those every week here for uh, for the season, and it's going to be it's been a lot of fun to do. We continue to do more and more interviews and put these together for you. It's been uh, an absolute blast. So go go take a look at those. What do you think? We should give the people two this week. We very well may. We very well may. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I think we got one coming tomorrow and probably another one on Friday for you. So we'll uh, we'll get those coming off the conveyor belt here, uh, the Grizz Greats uh, podcast series. Yes, to tell editor extraordinaire. Jeez. It is, it is quite a mission to... Uh, to edit audio shout out to all the people that you've never seen in your life who are doing there's a reason you can win an oscar for video editing you know what i mean it's like yeah that's a pretty good job because you've wasted your entire life doing it i don't know if you've wasted it i mean it's a heck of a skill you gotta be but it it ain't you know is is not necessarily my very first profession that i would choose to do uh great news thursday night football Bengals browns Man, I'm pumped up about this. Uh, anyway, the game was 3-3. Three, three. Oh, for so many reasons. I'll tell you in a moment. Toilet bowl? 3-3 three, three, uh, was the uh, score here of the uh, football game before Daniel Jones just hit Darius, I think it's Slayton, uh, on about a 50-yard bomb. What a strike by Daniel Jones. So the New York football giants 
score the first touchdown of a, after a very sloppy, ugly first quarter. Uh, they have a big explosive play, and they are up 10-3, 13-45 less, left in the first half. There's two, yeah, a couple reasons I'm very excited to watch. I, I, I did not see Cincinnati's game yesterday at all, and so I want to see Joe Burrow play football. I just want to see what he looks like playing football in the NFL. Uh, he looks great. I, I, I'll bet he does. I mean, I, I like Joe Burrow, and I'm, I'm excited to see him play. I, I want honestly, to, honestly, I know the Chargers. It, I, I, I love the Chargers because I love some of the guys they have on defense. Derwin James is a devastating loss for them, but yes. they still have one of the best pairs of pass rushers in the league. Yes, they do. Melvin yep. Ingram and Joey Bosa. The Chargers are, are very mediocre on offense. They are. I think the Austin Eckler thing is going to take a long time to regain traction. Uh, I, I just think that they don't have that many weapons. A Tyrod Taylor is just a, a middle of the road type guy at quarterback, but. Joe Burrow is not going to be under as much pressure as he was yesterday for the foreseeable future, and I thought he actually handled that part well. To keep Cincinnati in the game, have a drive that brings them all the way down to the end, and then they miss a game-tying field goal, it was a bad way to end, but I thought I was very impressed with him overall. Here's the thing, two things on this game Thursday. Whether they stink and I hate them or whether I'm rooting for them like or, or think that they're going to be good and they break my heart whatever it is, I root for the Browns. I like the Browns, and I want to watch the I want to watch the comedy Commie tragedy, comedy tragedy that is the Cleveland Browns. The other thing is, Cole Anderson coached in his very first NFL football game yesterday. First of all, congratulations to him. Very excited for him with the Cincinnati Bengals assistant uh, a special teams coach there. And so that's awesome. I'm very happy for him to have been able to uh, to do that, to be you know now on that side of the white line, as it were, as an NFL coach. So I'm excited to see the Bengals play, see, see if they can pop on special teams. Enjoy Monday Night Football. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.